this so what were those codes that you sent me uh we'll talk about when we get in the episode which hello and welcome to gaming together cooperative podcast i'm your host philip and i'm here with my co-op partner nate each pod we play through cooperative experience and relate to you the listener this game is the criminal the crime of co-op or something better off playing solo hey nave philip i thought i was having a stroke this morning what happened this morning i drank one of these black rifle coffee double espresso mocha things right yeah, because I was really tired. It's a, it's Tuesday after a holiday for mailmen. That is really rough. That is a hard day for all postal workers, actually, because we got two days worth of work. And so after I did all of that, uh, one of my early stops, I stopped at a Walgreens and they had a package pickup. And so and they weren't ready. So I was like, well, since I'm, you know, just sitting here playing with my dick and doing nothing else, uh, I might as well just go grab a snack. And I also grabbed a monster. I was like, yeah, I can use some more energy. I'm kind of tired. And then all of a sudden I started feeling all tingly and 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 wiry and I was like I don't know. I felt like I could see time moving, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think I was just having a sugar crash. Well, it sounds like you were on the sugar high at that point. Oh, I don't know what's going on. Well, I also took like an hour longer to deliver, so I think yeah, I, de- I definitely think I had a sugar high sugar crash thing. I'm not really sure. I, it was a lot and I'm drinking another monster, so I don't even know if that's a good idea. At nine o'clock on a Tuesday? Yeah, I'm off work tomorrow. Mm, and I'm trying to get guardian. off the booze. I've been I have been one foot in the grave with the drinking oh, this so you're, year. You're doing a detox? Yeah, I'm trying to detox with monster. I've been drinking less monster, more whiskey. I might drink some I don't know what's going to happen tonight. I might not even finish this monster. I'm not obligated just because I opened the monster to finish it. Yeah, you it's, know? Got, it's got the twist top, so you can reseal it. It's yeah. <laughs> it doesn't taste yeah. good after you after you pop that top. You can't stop. Otherwise, I it tastes you. like shit. Well, it's good to be back. I feel like it's been so long since we've done an episode. Yeah, but this I year's think it's crazy because I've been traveling. And we've been doing a lot of like extra stuff. We did our uh, listening together, and I've been on a few shows now. Um, which, speaking of which, I, this past Friday, uh, Aaron and Toby's Super Pot Saga. I was on their show, and I, we talked about remastered games. You know how to talk about my uh, game of the year, The Last of Us. Yeah. I thought you were talking about uh, games that need a remaster, such as Vanquish. No, Uprising. Vanquish did get remastered with Bayonetta. Yeah, that's how you Was played it. a remaster? It. I thought they just repackaged Goomba? it. It looks the same. Like, or I, don't, I don't even play it originally. Is that but not it just a looks remaster? Like those, it looks like the any 360 game, like, was it Dark Void or Dark Sector? You know, like those series of games. Was it running at 60 frames? I can't tell. Yeah, remasters remastering's weird now that there's like no more generations, especially with the Xbox. Like they had Bioshock remaster on the PC, right? Didn't Steam have the Bioshock yeah, remaster? And they gave it away if you had the old one. Oh no! See, that's why I, that's why I remember that specifically. Okay. Or maybe they specifically replaced the old one with the remaster. It might be a Blizzard situation. I don't know. I mostly just talked about Xbox backwards compatible titles that i just want achievements for that's what a remastering is for me i want i just want some more gamer score yeah i was looking at that now that i have a mic i'm like man maybe i can go and get the other rock bands and i'm like what's the most likely one i have access to which they have beatles rock band in the library yeah not backwards compatible 
It's not. Um, Beatles rock band's worth getting though, because that game fucking. That if any rock band, Beatles rock band's the one that's worth getting the most. Well, we have a mic, so it's like that's the one. You know that or Green Day rock band would also be a move. You can just buy all the Green Day rock band songs on Rock Band Four, though. It's probably True. easier to just do that, yeah, so that you don't you play to, them all in one place. Yeah, and then you can play it with me because I own all the Green Day songs too. Hold on, let's see. What are we doing? Oh, we were I don't here. Know. Okay, yeah. So we are, dear listeners, on we are a video game playing co-op podcast. Yep. So this week we are talking about we were <laughs> here, but before we hit it, let's talk about the games we've been playing this week. I forgot that we were doing a podcast. So, Dave, what have you been playing this week? I haven't done a lot of playing at all. I've mostly been playing chess. Um, I don't know if that Reach counts. Grandmaster? No, but I am in Crystal Crystal Challenger <laughs> League or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Um, Challenger of the League, that sounds high. I don't know. So it's weird because I never dropped ranks whenever i was gone for like a couple months like i'd come i'd play like at least two games a week i had to slow down though we were playing so many games we were butt chugging mountain dew and stuff but um it doesn't seem that hard to get up in the league so i don't feel like a lot of satisfaction the elo is really what matters and you can climb the ladder no matter what your elo is all you have to do is win games that's all it keeps track of it doesn't keep track of losses or anything so there's no way to lose elo or not okay. ELO. There's no way to lose like trophy points. This is all on chess.com, by the way. I recognize that there's more than one chess website, but but we the best one, of course, chess.com, right? Yeah, uh, it, I assume the other one's Lee Chess, and I know nothing about it other than what their MMR is like 400 points higher or something crazy like that. And I'm like, oh, it sounds like they're just trying to butter me up. Pathetic. They just bluff their numbers to make everyone sound better. Yeah, but I I have been on a fucking. Oh man, I've been on a roller coaster with chess. I have I went on like a seven game winning streak, like my first day back, and I was like, "We're back, boys! We're back! We're doing it! We're playing the London system." I learned how to do the uh uh oh god damn it, I forgot what it's called. It it does the King's Indian, the King's Indian defense on black. That way, I don't even have to pay attention to what the fuck White's doing. I can just set up the same way every single time. It's kind of just like playing Nasus and top lane in League of Legends. Yeah, That's like- what I'm doing. They pick uh, Garrett, I farm. They pick Timo, I farm. And yeah. you just do the, yeah, it's it. So just doing the London with white, Kings Indian with black, and um, I was killing it. Then the second and third days, I went on a hard losing streak, and it went right into my brain. You know what I mean? I started, like, doubting myself as a human being, like my <laughs> oh, confidence no. in, in the universe. I thought that maybe I had lost my place. Oh, dude, I, I had one of those moments, too, because, I, like, I went home, uh you know, on vacation or whatever. And I was at my mom's and they've had a puzzle out since like Christmas. And it's just like (laughs) an old timey town at Christmas. And so it's just covered in Christmas lights and Santa's and crap like that. And my mom was like, please finish this puzzle so we can put it up. And I'm like, I'll do what I can. And it became important to me to try and see if I I could solve (laughs) this puzzle. (laughs) And so while I was on vacation, I think I spent close to had to be like eight hours just continuously just pounding out this thousand piece puzzle by the way this puzzle was massive and very intricate and man some of the pieces a lot of the pieces could fit in places that were not the correct place for them and they're like we couldn't even get the edge finished all the way because it was just like time it wasn't until like the final day when i'm like i have to pack my bags to leave and i'm still over there working on this puzzle that we finally finished the edging 
because of course you know a uh, standard puzzle meta is to do the edge pieces that way then you can like fill in the gaps but it wasn't even until the final day we finished the bottom edge like we had the top three but we can knock at the bottom edge which is just by the way it's just snow by the way, the bottom is just it's just gray and white snow. And so we didn't know which pieces actually went together. So but some of them could hook together, but then of course I would throw off them their their top parts or whatever, even though their sides connected. I basically had to like completely tear apart the bottom and then re-put it back together again like three times before it finally had the proper combination that I could actually place it all on the board. That sounds like it made me high duke in my fucking torso off of my body. I was into it though. Like maybe it's the power wash simulator in me. The the something, but I didn't look away. Dude, but that's how you were with chess. You were you doubting should, yourself. You should build a Gundam. Oh, <laughs> I didn't. No. I didn't think I could do it. And then when it was over, after like two hours, I built a shitty tiny little one, and I fucked it up a little bit. Also, no listener. But <laughs> after like two hours, I was kind of sad it was over. I was I was really? so honed in. I didn't realize how close to the end I was until I realized all the pieces were together and all I had to do was stick them together at that point. And yeah, it was kind of it was kind of sad. But well, uh, the thing is, is like a lot of those Gundams are like you have to paint them yourself too. Yeah, and I don't I don't want to do painting. Yeah, the mine was fine. Mine's like just red and blue. It's just Jim. But just Jim. um. Yeah, chess was chess really got me in my feeling. Chess is something really serious too because it's like it's like viewed as such an intellectual game that when you start sucking ass, it's like wow, maybe I'm <laughs> maybe not I'm as dumb. smart. Yeah, it it really it's so hard to not take chess personally because there's no one to blame but yourself. No one. So it's not like league where there's some ambiguity and you can just keep going. So, uh, but you know, the last day that I played, I got really fucked up just drinking a bunch of Budweiser's and Corona's and stuff. My friends came over and whenever they left, I started playing and you can view people playing on chess.com if you're friends. And so Melissa was watching me play. And apparently I was, I was on like a nine game winning streak. And the very last game at my peak drunkness, I passed out right after this with the game on the screen still and everything I passed out and I watched it and I decimated this guy i just destroyed this guy and i was i can't remember the last three games that i played <laughs> like i was that drunk the weird thing about chess is like you're continuously learning as you play right or you oh, should yeah. be it's all pattern recognition yeah so it's like do you think you gained any experience points from that or was that just a flat loss but you still won the games oh he definitely went on tilt he went on tilt because okay. i trapped his queen like really early on, he tried to early queen attack me, the piece of fucking scum. But uh, yeah, so I trapped his queen pretty early on. Got really lucky with that. Oh, there was this one. Uh, okay, let me fucking. I trapped someone's queen before. Also, this was during my losing streak, right? This was peak tilt, and I uh, I went to go take the queen. Right, I did this beautiful, brilliant fucking uh, fork. <laughs> Outstanding right? move. Seriously, I tr- I tricked his queen to go and take one of my. Uh, to go and take one of my pawns so that it'd be lined up with his king with my bishop. So I would move my bishop in between the queen and the king. And he, oh, the only thing he could do, there was no way for his queen, his king to move. There's no way for his king, like, like a pawn to jump in the way or anything, right? So the queen had to take the bishop. That was the only move. And if his queen did that, my rook would be there to take the queen. Yeah. And whenever he, he he spent like a minute on this move, right? He's trying to find <laughs> a way scary. out. 
there was no way out. And then whenever he took that piece, I'm celebrating, right? Celebrate good time. And I moved my rook to take it, and I put it one space below the queen. And I haven't screamed so loud in a long, long time. I screamed so loud, like someone had broken into my apartment. And my dog... I feel so bad for her, but she got so freaked out. Like she actually legit had an anxiety attack. This isn't funny anymore. She was so fucking scared. She had no idea what had just happened. And she like immediately came to me. She sat in my lap. She's like trying to make sure I'm okay. It's like, I was like, and then you show her the screen and the replay and you're like, look at this. No, I'm just thinking about like you screaming and your dog losing her mind. Like the police show up and be like, sir, we had a noise complaint of something going on here. Sounds like a death. Look around. Yeah, and you, you, they they come in, and you're like, "Here, just take a look at this." And then you show them that, and they're like, "Oh no, my god!" <laughs> like that's so sad, man. Dude, did you see that accursed farms video? He did. Uh, uh, what is it? Indigo prophecy. What they get swatted? No, no. The, there's an indigo prophecy game. It's called Fahrenheit. It's it's so funny. You need to watch it. Yeah, but, um, it. Uh, there's this part of the beginning. Uh, I. I had, I mean, whatever. There's a part at the beginning where, like, your character's arms are all cut up, and he was laying in bed. So there's a bunch of blood in the bed from your own arms. And okay. the cops do a wellness check, and it doesn't matter. He's like, can I come in? You can say yes or no, and it doesn't matter. He comes in anyways. And if you forget to make your bed that morning, <laughs> then the cop opens the door, and he's like, freeze! <laughs> it's so funny. What? It's so weird. You've got to watch this Accursed Farm video. Accursed Farm is the same guy uh, for the listeners. If you guys remember old school YouTube, uh, the Freeman's Mind series, which is one of the original machinimas, which is also amazing. You guys need to watch that too. Anyways, chess, police, police showed up and uh, I was fine. I did not die. Um, But other than chess, I've been dabbling in Persona. Uh, I've gotten to the big plot twist. And in the game at the very, be- I'm not spoiling anything. I swear to God. But in the ve- in the game at the very beginning, uh, you are it does a what is it called? Uh, where you start the story in the middle of the story rather than at the beginning, and then you flash back to the beginning, and then you experience the story. Right? There's a word for it. Okay. I don't know. It's Latin, some Latin word. And um, so I got to the point where now I'm in the present. Right. And I'm uh, about to Final Fantasy 15. I think they did that. Maybe is it 15? There's there's like there's movies like you know it's like you bet you're wondering how I got here. Yeah, you know what I mean. Thing. It did yeah. that. It did that. But um, so that's not a spoiler or anything. So I'm at the palace at that point, which used to be the end of the game. But then there's the royal content afterwards, and I'm pretty sure I'm totally fine to move on to the royal content. So uh, hopefully, fucking please God. Um, but I've been taking that slowly and that Hexagroup tactical DJ game that I bought last week, I beat it. Is it good? It's really fun. Um, it's not like a rhythm game like I expected it to be. And it's not like Mixer either, but, um, it's kind of a game where there's the, you know, you know how songs are in four, four, right? Well, each there's like a little light going around a clock, like a, uh, like clockwise around a circle in a quadrant and you're adding, things to the song and then taking them and then changing them. So there's like a bunch of different samples and stuff like that. And you're kind of maneuvering it. It's a very chill game. And whenever I played it, I was really tired, which was like the perfect state of mind to be in whenever I played it. Cause it was a lot of like trance and stuff like that. It's just like EDM. And, um, 
they they sample separate ways by journey by the way in one of the songs it's one of the best nice. fucking levels in the fucking game but um it, it's, so it sounds it's like a puzzle puzzle rhythm game more than a yeah so rather than know, really rhythm, rhythm rather than really like keeping your rhythm steady you're more uh the at the samples that you're using they need to change it's it's a little bit like overcooked Okay. <laughs> so you need to switch it before the crowd gets tired of the sample or whatever and so there are like there's a bare minimum but you can keep playing and add flair and stuff to it melissa was watching me play this too and and i was like really into it and i was like would you play something like this and she's like fuck no this looks really hard and i i forget like how good at rhythm games i am you know what i mean because i've been uh what is that game? Metal Hellsinger. I've been seeing nothing but people going, this game is way too hard. And I'm like, how? Really? Like, how is Metal Hellsinger hard? But it's definitely my two favorite things put together. Hex Groove, Tactical DJ. I don't recommend buying it at full price. Unless you're really into EDM. Um, nice. What else you got? Yeah, last game. I don't have much to say about it, but it's the Marvel Midnight Suns game. Um... What's your what's your go to team? You got Ghost Rider in there. You got um, I've Iron met, Man. I don't know who's in the game. You got the Wolverine. Both of, Iron Man and Ghost Rider are both in the game. Um, I don't know about Wolverine. I've met Spider Man. I'm not very far in it. But um, you get to make a uh, Dragon Age Origins character, and uh, then they he's basically Captain America in the Marvel universe. You know what I mean? I understood that reference, kind of dude. He's just man out of time. Yeah. And uh but the game itself is is okay. It's like it's not as much XCOM as it is uh Kingdom Mario Hearts Rabbids? Chain Kingdom Hearts <laughs> Chain of Memories. Okay. But um you it, oh, it's, it's a card a, one. It's like card tactics. Yeah, it's card maybe? it's card based gameplay. And I'm sure it's okay. gonna get more complex than it is right now, but um it, it's it's pretty simple at the very beginning, which uh, I assume is just to lure you it has in. To be. Yeah. Um, it seems to have some persona elements of like getting to know Blade oh, and Ghost Rider yeah. and stuff. You get like their ultimate costumes and stuff once you reach max friendship. I, I was listening to X Drive, I think, and they were talking about that. Oh, really? Well, I don't That's know if you I get their cosmetics <laughs> I if you super friend them. I don't know if I want Blade's swimsuit or whatever the fuck I'm gonna <laughs> unlock at the end of the game. <laughs> No, I think it's like their ultimate, maybe the costume they wear, like the cover or something. I'm not sure, but it's supposed to be like the 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 final one, basically like the shepherd default costume or something. Which, by the way, at the, at the beginning of the game, there's a cutscene where you're walking towards Doctor Strange's, you know, little tower or whatever in New York, and um, a guy's about to take a picture of like you guys walking because your du- your main dude is like all cosplayed out in fucking medieval times armor. And okay. um, and then the other guy's a wizard, so it's like everyone looks crazy. And um, uh, he's taking a picture, and Blade walks up real mad, and he's like trying to get fl- make him flinch so he doesn't take the picture. But I'm like, wait, Blade is a vampire. Wouldn't he not show up in that picture, or is that different for phone modern cameras? Do vampires show up in modern cameras? I don't. Uh, Blade's also only half vampire, right? Yeah, but isn't that he's a enough? Daywalker. Wait, is he a, is it because he's a half vampire or is that a race of vampires that are daywalkers? Okay, I I don't know. We are out of my death. I have not seen the Blade movies since I was like ten years old. Because because your character is like oh, a daypire, 
I only thought of they were in Legends or something. He said something really? real goofy like that. Yeah. And I was like, that's why that's the only reason why I thought that. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know enough about Marvel lore. I didn't know Blade was a Marvel character. And when I saw him, I was like, that guy looks like a lot a lot like Blade. And it was funny is he's standing as a bunch of fucking generic millennial characters. It looks like a bun- bunch of people from the Deadpool 2 movie. You know what I mean? When they're making fun yeah. of those guys. Um, it's like it's a bunch of those characters and then blade and i'm like i recognize i think i recognize that one and then it, and the I'm like, There's, that's vibes. not blade that's not blade and then it's like i'm blade the vampire and i'm like oh shit there he is as uh his catchphrase in all his uh marvel properties is yeah, I don't I don't know anything about this shit, but I'm glad that Blades in the game. And there was a there was a joke that made me chuckle. You know, this game is very Marvel, which is, you know, it's fine whatever. I'm just going to play with a podcast playing probably, but I mean, I get, I'm giving it a chance. And there was a joke that made me chuckle where you run into Ghost Rider who's super old for some reason and he looks nothing like Nick Cage. What? I know. Talk about a ripoff. I want Nick Cage in my Ghost Rider game. Yeah, it's the McDonald's no we have food at home meme. Yeah. This old man. But uh, so Iron Man shows up and he's like, who's this guy? And he's like, I'm kind of famous. And he's like, he says, I'm Iron Man, yada, yada. They have a conversation at the end. He's like, all right, goodbye. I Goodbye, metal boy. And he's like, what? And then it's like, metal boy. That's his name. <laughs> that's the fucking. Yeah, everyone, everyone has a Borderlands intro, by the way, which gets old after like. They're doing well, the it to specific enemies, too. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's. It's a Marvel game, but uh, the game. Oh, I swear to God, I'm almost done. You can you can pick up rocks and throw them at people in this game. Like that's a mechanic. Like it's like okay. go. It's yeah. like Iron Man. Go pick up that rock. Throw it at that guy. And then how big are these rocks? Torso sized. Okay, big. <laughs> these are boulders. These are big old boulders. boulders. You're collecting <laughs> boulders and throwing them at people. And oh my God, Philip, the fucking impact is so. <laughs> insane it feels like these rocks are three of your cards put together like that's how much fucking impact or like you'll see like a knocked over mailbox and they'll kick it and it's like like he slams into people and i'm like oh my god that guy's dead that dude is dead well i assume you're not fighting humans you are some you're fighting the hydra dudes and they're all there's this one part where the guy is like not bots? there's the a robots? guy that's like, hey, don't he's like, like your guy's about to kill him. He's like, hey, don't do it. They're still human. And then you pull the mask off and he's like fucking speaking German or something. <laughs> his eyes are rolling in the back of his head. <laughs> like, he's too know. far gone. Put him out of his misery. I don't know what the fuck's going on in this game, dude. <laughs> because that's what got me with um what was it? Marvel's Avengers. It was like instantly you're fighting robots or something like that. I'm like, really? Because of course you are. Because they can't like beat that. up people, you know what I mean? No, that's you can't have like Iron Man proton blasting a hole <laughs> in some guy's chest. <laughs> well, that's just like uh, in in Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe. I think I talked about this already, but like you, they they were like, you cannot pull Superman's head off of his fucking shoulders. <laughs> you cannot do that. And then they were also like, Wonder Woman cannot lasso someone and then fucking <laughs> draw Dropping. and quarter them. <laughs> like you know what I mean. <laughs> so Um, it's like oh man speaking of mortal kombat uh i started i guess this is going do you have any more games no okay so speaking of mortal kombat i recently just started a mortal kombat 11 because i'm like oh it's on game pass it'll be cool it's the newest mortal kombat right i pick it up dude i don't know anything about mortal kombat lore and i got so lost so fast you haven't played 10 
No. Oh my god. Mortal okay, Kombat is great. Played any Mortal Kombat through for the story ever until this one. <laughs> well, there wasn't a whole lot of story until Deadly Alliance. There so. seems to be so much story. It's like instantly like death of the old gods. Raiden's on the loose again and he can't be stopped. And there's this other guy that's like a crusty statue or something. And then out of nowhere, we're like we cut to an American military facility where there's uh was a Casey something other who's like, I'm Cassie finally Gage. getting promoted. And it's like, you know what that means? You got to be my ass commander <laughs> officer, whatever. And so you got to fight your commander as a, like a, a staff sergeant pretty much. And the commander's like Sonia, I think or something. And it's like, I yeah. guess we just fight in at this promotion ceremony in the hangar in front of all these other people. Well, that's like this. That's Cassie's mom. Oh, is it? Okay. Wait. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that makes more sense because they're like, there's no family favors in this one. You got to beat my ass if you want to promote. And it's like, how many? So, how often do people lose? How often do people actually promote around here? Like, what's the promotion rate slash people <laughs> leaving the military? Like, some people leave for medical reasons besides actually choosing to retire, you know? Like, well, there's got to be medical reasons that that's how you get promoted yeah. in the military. Oh my God, it's so brutal because she like pulls out, a, like, she pulls out guns and. <laughs> <laughs> Or like she pulls out like a dagger out of her boots and like stabs her in the chest like five times. And meanwhile, I'm like, oh my god, what's happening, <laughs> dude? That's the funniest thing to you because you're like, I don't know anything about the Mortal Kombat story, and I'm a fucking historian, dude. <laughs> I can we can sit down and I can explain all of this shit away, and it's not gonna all be good explanations. But it, that reminds me, I think we're gonna talk about them later. But the Play Along podcast they did an interstitial for um, Mortal Kombat mythology Sub Zero, Philip. And oh, yeah. I know, oh, yeah. I know. This is a Sub-Zero action game, right? This is, the, this is yeah, yeah. It's the, it's, uh, they made this and they made the Spec Ops. What they were trying to do was they were trying to make a, uh, a platformer, but with Mortal Kombat combat, right? They're like, yeah. why, why do these platformers have no. shit combat? Why does everyone got to jump on the heads and stuff? It didn't work because the Mortal Kombat combat, you have to use directions and shit. And then if people end up on the other side, it's a fucking mess. The but the actual thing I want to get to is they were talking neither no all three of them none of them really know about the Mortal Kombat lore and they were like really just speculating and the whole time I'm in my mail truck gripping my fucking wheel like no it's Beyond you're playing Beyond this is before <laughs> Mortal Kombat one this Sub Zero dies to Scorpion and then he becomes Zoob Cybot and I'm just fucking yelling at my fucking windshield <laughs> just fucking yeah. angry at them. I don't know what's going on, dude. I can't remember what I ate today, but I can I can literally tell you the exact story of Mortal Kombat Four. I don't. Know, anytime fighting games have stories like I think about um, what was that one podcast called? They don't really do it anymore. Uh, it's like uh, some video game book club or something like that. But uh, they're they did like three Tekken books, and yeah. all they do is just you know they talk about the books and they. It's from the Headgum Productions or whatever. Anyways, I learned so much tech and lore from those <laughs> podcasts. And it's just a bunch of sad dads with demons fighting each other and grandpa's there as well. Man, it makes you want to play Tekken. Dude, I, to people talk about the books. I got fucking tricked into buying Tekken. You already know this story. Yeah, you got the Super Mega Edition when you already owned it. Yeah, I already owned the base edition. I bought the super big old edition. But um, it was fucking Lord Cognito on uh on defining duke was like hyping it up and talking about it and stuff and i'm like you know maybe i just never gave it the, the, a fair shake but dude tekken is not my game like it is so hard <laughs> like it does not make any sense to me <laughs> like oh dude that's how i feel about street fighter tekken and um mortal Kombat. is i'm terrible at them i love soul Calibur. 
I like Fighter Z, but in uh, Smash Bros. But you can't even count Smash Bros. It's in its own platforming corner. But these other games that are just like forced 2D kind of, you know, makes yeah. this, it's so hard for me. Except I think Tekken's 3D. Yeah. Right? Yeah, Tekken's 3D. But the new Mortal Kombat's are 2D. I, I feel like I'm a lot better at two-dimensional fighters than I am at 3D ones. Even though, besides Mortal Kombat, the best the best fighting game I am at is... What the fuck was that sentence? It was uh, the My Hero Academia game. I fucking step on necks when I play that game. It, and that's is just that a 2D generic... Or is it an arena? It's a 3D. It's a 3D one. It's just okay. a generic anime 3D fighter. Like, there's so many. Yeah. There's, like, the One Punch Man uh, game like that, too, that I was pretty good at. They're they're not great. Uh, Pokin tournament. Have you tried that one? No, I remember that seeing it though, rough. and I'm like, I'm like, ooh, that looks interesting. And it's like, there's five characters, and I was like, oh, never mind. Oh, there was it ended up being more characters than five, <laughs> but it was, some of the choices were weird because like, I know your favorite fighting character, Suicune, is in the game. It's like, what? Well, why? Why dude, Suicune? Seriously, like, dude, we've been playing Pokemon Unite, and some of the characters that are in Pokemon Unite, I'm like, who is asking for fucking? Uh, executor, executor or whatever the oh, fuck dude, is this about, game like i was surprised that Slowbro made it in the original roster but i love Slowbro. but also who was asking for him to be put into the game i don't know i've been a snorlax main we'll talk about well, this later Snorlax makes sense yeah but we'll get into unite later whatever anyways uh back to games i've been playing uh danganronpa 2 old play along pod boys wanted to talk about it at some point and i was like oh man it's instantly sweating i haven't finished the game i need to go finish it real quick just so i can be the zombie so i i played for like two hours straight knocked out a whole case i'm like man finally how, nice. how deep am i that game i am right at the beginning of chapter three. <laughs> oh and I'm no like, i go and i check my play time and it's like eight hours in game and i'm like oh my god this game is so long yeah i'm like hey how far are you jared he said i haven't started yet and i'm like oh my god <laughs> kidding me i have so much time then yeah it's not gonna be something that's gonna happen anytime soon yeah so i've been playing that and uh this is a reoccurrence as once again my daughter has come to neg me and she's like dad you only play boring games because i'm still been playing Shipbreaker, (laughs) which is just space power wash simulator and man i love it uh, go play Shipbreaker, Nave. But the other game that I want to talk about that I've been playing that I'm, I'm sure I'm almost near finishing is Unpacking. I know we talked about it like a year ago on the pod, and my yeah. daughter's even played it, and she told me about it. I am surprised by how much emotions I'm feeling unpacking these boxes. Dude, seriously. Like, I didn't, I, like, because I'm like, oh, you know, I've heard about this game. You know, it's just unpacking. You just take stuff out of boxes, put it in the room. But when you take out the same. I don't know, like picture or like, like a little tiny spoilers, I guess I haven't finished the game, but there's one picture where you take it out and it's a picture of uh, two people. I assume your main character and maybe the boyfriend or something like that. Yeah. Because like you, you've talked about it before you go through all the stages of her life, including moving in with a boyfriend and then moving back home away from the boyfriend at one point. But there's points where you have the photo together that you put out and then whenever you move away from it, uh, the game tells you like where something's okay to place. You can't put a toaster in the bathtub. That's a that's a party foul. You can't do that. <laughs> and so it'll say like, no, you can't place it there. And you go to put this photo with all the other photos up on your cork board. And when you place this photo, it says, no, you can't place that photo there. 
and it makes you put the photo in a cupboard like under the bed and that's like the only place that'll accept it and i'm like oof stories story feels <laughs> like yeah all of a sudden this is like getting this is deeper than i thought and now i'm back to the next level and you pull the photo out of the box whenever you've already moved back into with i assume the boyfriend again you pull the photo out of the box or maybe it's a different person i can't tell like i'm still trying to figure out if you end up with someone else romantically or not because i think you do but you pull the photo back out and now you're okay with putting it back on the cork board and like Look at that Feel. emotional growth. Yeah, feelings. <laughs> Environmental so storytelling. <laughs> Literally, the environment is the storytelling. I like how you you really start to feel like sentimental value for like the random knickknacks that the character brings along. Every time I okay, there's a stuffed chicken. Every time I pull <laughs> it out, and it has it, you keep getting more collectible chickens that go along with it. So it's almost like Funko Pops or something, yeah. where you have a really big one, and then you have like, oh, this is black chicken this is a red chicken this is a yellow chicken this is chicken with half an eggshell on it this is an <laughs> egg that's slightly cracked and like i'm like arranging my collectible chickens on the shelf and then my daughter's like dad why are all your games so boring <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, this is what i want to play i want games to make me feel something <laughs> You you can really like make your own story about that too because I I it's what it sounded like is that you were thinking that y- your character bought those but whenever I got the, all those chickens I was like in my head canon that that was like a friend like an ongoing joke like a friend just kept giving me these, giving chickens, you these chickens and I just had yeah. a bunch of them now I just felt that it felt correct that way well it's also kind of interesting too because like okay. I don't know how the story exactly actually goes. You might remember, but I think it's like you do, you go from your childhood room to like a college to your own studio apartment type setup to a, a roommate set like setup to your first boyfriend with that has all the gray stuff, you know? Yeah. And then you move like back. Not home. enough place, not enough room for your stuff. Yeah, dude. Oh, that, that was bad too. Because like you have your college diploma or like some kind of big award thing, but there's no room for it. So you have to put it under the bed. Yeah. And I moved, I, I, I put all the game cubes and shit. Cause he has his own PlayStation. Yeah, he has or an whatever. Xbox. I'm or like, something like that. <laughs> yeah. The fucking game sphere, whatever the fuck's going on. Yeah. And I'm like, I guess this goes on the counter. I don't know what to do. with this. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. And now I'm moved back in when you move back in with the, the next kind of big, bigger household where I think maybe this is like, this might be the final level. I'm not sure. Cause there's a kid's room in this one and you bring out some of the stuff and some of the stuff is like crap that you've, I'm pretty sure you've stolen from your previous roommates or something like that. Cause like you pull out the gray towel and I'm like, this is the gray towel from that one boyfriend or something like that. Or like this, this one because there's like weird things you pick up along the game. And every time you pull them out, there's that sentimental value you talked about where you pull them like, it's the nail clippers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, know the, I know the strategy with this one. Yeah, like I got to find the drawer and make sure it's rotated next to the hairbrush. <laughs> and the toothpaste and the tooth in the in the hair dryer. And God damn it. Yeah. Oh, and then you pull the hair straightener and I'm like, there's just no, there's not no counter space in any of these houses. <laughs> <laughs> like, like beauty has its costs, Philip. Oh, yeah. Well, also, it's weird playing a female because then you have a lot more female products, including pads and tampons. So you pull out it, you know. Dude, and so much bottles. I'm like, what are all these bottles? bottles. I have one thing of shampoo, and that's the only thing in my fucking shower. Like, like, what is fucking going on? 
Yeah, I got four bottles in every shower. Oh, but you gain them as you go too, because like when you leave childhood, you have like yeah, shampoo, conditioner, or something like that, and then you have next is like three bottles, and then four bottles, and next thing you know, you have like a loofah, a back scrubber, like <laughs> it just keeps stacking more and more crap in there. And this is a lot to go into a game that I haven't finished, but hopefully I finish it next week. Uh, let's just go straight into backlog busting because I feel like we're already just getting silly. It's been a while since we've recorded, but the sixteenth game I beat this year. Race the Sun. Nave, you have you played this game on PlayStation? I beat it. It only took me five hours. It felt like way longer. I meant that the game, sun. Did you beat the did you win the sun at the end? No, you never reached the sun. I tried so hard. Oh. But I reached max player level and unlocked all the modes and all that crap. Like there's no more like it usually pops up missions like, hey, uh beat two levels, only turning left. Don't go right. And I'm like, here we go, bud. And I you know, reach max level and I did it, which those only turning left puzzles or challenges had to be the hardest in the game. Cause like do yeah. a perfect run only turning left and it's <laughs> endless runner. And it's like, there's so many parts where you have to thread the needle and not being able to compensate by going back to the right is just so hard. There's so many parts where I'm just holding left and I'm like, it's in God's hand now. You know, <laughs> and, and I made it. I'm like, thank God. Uh, definitely recommend you try it. Do not try to 100% it. That game is insanely hard. Whenever I got the max level, you know what the percentage was for the achievement on that one? 0.07. Not too far off. It was like 1.2. It was a whole percent. It was a whole percent. So, you know, slightly more than one person out of 100 people make it that <laughs> far in the game. And I was that one person. What is the... There's a, but the what? Elden Ring completion is like 20%, isn't it? But for beating the game? For for getting all of the achievements. That's insanely high. Hold on. Let me see here. I'm just thinking about how fast the sun is moving also. The sun goes very fast. Yeah. Like you, you have to always be hitting boosters to raise. The, well, I guess you're going to, you're racing to the sun because your your ship is solar powered. Anyways, it's a good game. It's on Game Pass. It's worth 30 minutes, probably. I mean, I, my I, other, I meant in real life, but the real world sun. Oh, the sun is going quite fast. Yeah. But the whole point is you are on a planet trying to stay under the sun as it is setting. Uh, the other one is We Were Here, which was the game of the week. We beat that in like 30 minutes. That was so fast. Can't wait to play it or talk about it. And that's my 17th game. I'm almost a fifth of the way through the year. and We're still in January. I think I'm going to make it. The reason why it sounds like I'm not speaking is because I'm looking up Elden Ring's completion percentage. <laughs> Look it up. I tried to do it on the on the on the true the achievement, true and it's sixteen percent. But yeah, you have to sign skewed. up for that. Yeah. Oh shit! How long has it been since I played Elden Ring? Well, I'm gonna take this moment to thank our dear patrons. So once again, thank you, Insane Cracker, Nick and Knight, Hopple, Michael Superbacker, and Pinecone. We couldn't do without you, boys. We are currently in development for our next listening together episode, and so dear listeners, if you're not supporting us. I'll be coming here and uh, throw a little change our way. Every little bit can help. And back to Nave. Nave, what is that percentage? It says 2.7. Why did I think it was so high? That's probably just for the um, completing the game achievement. Yeah, no, that's for the... the. Oh, wait, you're right, maybe. Hold on, let me look. Wait, is there like one for, achievement? I think there's one for multiple... I think there's an achievement for there's, multiple endings. There's multiple right? endings, probably. Oh, see, that's going to fuck it up. Is it PlayStation that's that way? Hold on. It'll be easier to see this one. Or, I mean, unless fucking... PlayStation profiles doesn't fucking count either. I don't fucking know anymore. I don't know what I'm doing. All right. Well, how about you tell us what you bought then? Elden Ring. No, you didn't. 
42.6 is the is the platinum on PSN profiles and 10% overall. So it's 1% on Xbox. Holy shit. Or Xbox two, gamers whatever slacking. Yeah, I guess it's hard hard for us Xbox gamers when the game is on Game Pass. We just don't want to beat it. The games that I bought, that was not worth it. Looking at <laughs> that was not worth it. Um, I bought a game. Now I want you to look this up for me. Salamander okay, Country it. Public Television. Need you to look up a Google image. I want to look up that. that other one you put in there, though. No, don't worry about that one. All right, I'm watching the trailer. Uh, it, it the cover looks like a penguin and a oh, everyone in Salamander County, Salamander County has disappeared. There's some great Photoshop in their trailer. <laughs> this is all like um, it is literally uh, stock photos. It looks like it. Okay, so you're Salamander County's public television worker. And you're helping everybody film. This looks like a WarioWare game. It is exactly what it looks like to me. And I bought it full price. It just came out, I think, on the Xbox. I'm not sure how long it's been out on everything else. The production looks good, it, but everything looks like a stock photo. I think that's the that's part of the charm, Philip. It is. It, I love it. It's like drive a car when the wheels are mushrooms. <laughs> Stack a sandwich. I can't wait to play this game. Oh, that's a great one of the mini games. Select beans. <laughs> and there's two words pop up on the screen one is beans and one is not beans and you gotta <laughs> click on beans and the other one was like cars ducks squirrels it, is, it just keeps going to click on beans <laughs> yeah i mean this game looks pretty silly especially i was wondering if it's multiplayer probably not probably not the I other like game the about, games yeah the wait there aren't any multiplayer WarioWare games no there is like I They're remember back in Target, uh, they have a a switch set up, and they had the WarioWare game on like the demo thing or whatever. And so me and my daughter are just over there playing WarioWare, whatever, whichever one's on the Switch, Ultra Smooth Moves 2.0, Extra Mustache Edition. But man, that game is so fun and so stupid. Man, WarioWare came up on the Super Pop Saga too. There's so much fucking dude. I love WarioWare though. Like, like it's like don't. And then he just goes into the game and you're like, Ugh. <laughs> what, what do I do? <laughs> it's do like not. a nose, it's like a nose hair. And I'm like, ah, ah. <laughs> trying to not pull it. So silly. All right. The other game I bought was the darkness 360 first person shooter, classic gym. Um, yeah. Uh, what's the main dude's name? Uh, Jackie Estacado. That's it. I do yeah. not know why Jackie. that, Always, that name is just in my brain forever. I'm always. Well, people talk to you a lot, and the darkness even talks to you. Jackie, yeah, Jackie. (laughs) Which, by the way, who voiced the darkness? I don't know. Was it Hellboy? No, no, no. There's a the the person that voiced the darkness is the. Oh, I remember. It's the singer for Faith No More. You remember that song? Uh, you want it all, but you can't have it. It's called Epic. Is yeah, the song's it? called Epic. What is it? It's yeah. I just I didn't realize, but when he says what is it, it's that's exactly what the darkness sounds like, Philip. Crazy. Is, is that what the darkness is called? The darkness? It doesn't have a name in the game? I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. It's been so long I remember Jackie. <laughs> I yeah. don't remember anything else. But um the first one and the second one were on sale, and this is how badly I'm crippled by achievements, ladies and gentlemen. Um I have the full thousand in the second game. I didn't realize it. Which, by the way, I looked at the timestamps. I got all the achievements in two days. So I'm a fucking, I'm a big deal. 
But um, well, the second game was a lot better than the first one. Oh yeah, for the record. Um, the first one playable. though, I remember. I remember. I'm like upset at it a little bit, but I didn't remember why. And I was like, it must just because jank or whatever. But no, I don't have the achievement for beating the game because it didn't give it to me after I beat the fucking game. And so there's just like, and there's no chapter achievements. So it's like I got like the two thirds of the way there achievement and no fucking ending you know what i mean oh my god i'm so fucking gonna play it again and i got the achievement for like winning 600 games in multiplayer or whatever oh my god the multiplayer is probably terrible it was fine (laughs) but um it's no fear it's no fear but um, yeah because fear is an actual shooter this is like a weird yeah to describe this game in this game like like you have a trench coat you look like the guy from uh hatred you know what I mean? He's like, I'm gonna kill people. You're that guy if the darkness took over Jackie Estacado. But um, you have a trench coat with infinite pistols, and I I, I probably reference this at least like three times a year, where it's like you, you reload, you just throw the pistol away, and then reach into your trench coat and grab another pistol. And it's so funny. Oh, I bet we talked about this when we were playing Gundam, dude. Yeah. Because there's the probably. dude who does that. Oh, you're talking about New, uh, new Gundam? No, Turn yeah. of Gundam does no, that. No, Turn of Gundam throws his gun away and grabs another yeah. one. Fucking awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah, fuck reloading. <laughs> we talking All about right. darkness? Uh, darkness. Good. Darkness is cool. All right, news and updates. Uh, you already talked about everything, I think, because it's just Superpod Saga. Yeah, Superpod Saga. I might be on their next episode. I don't know yet. All right, Nate, what's on the Twitter? I forgot. Awesome. We didn't. We didn't know we were going to do this episode until like an hour before recording this episode. <laughs> we kind of yeah. just jumped right on in. Well, let's take a break and so we can hit our, hit the meats. Oh, by the way, uh, so when I was on vacation, I came back and or no, it was while we were on vacation. So we set up a camera, basically to watch the cats, so we could like tell when they're going on. And it's funny because the camera even like sends this message like motion detected. And then I'll record like a 10 second clip. We just put it like one of those ring doorbells, but just on the other side of the door. Oh, it's better than that. (laughs) (laughs) But it was, and then it would send it to us and be like, yep, there's one of our three cats walking by. But dude, for like multiple days, we could not see one of our cats. It never triggered the thing. And we're like, man, something wrong with our cats. I don't know if I ever mentioned this, but Fuzzles uh, has cancer. It has a big face tumor. It's really gross. And she'll scratch it and make it bleed. And it will just like gush blood. Anyway, that's why like she wears a watermelon, okay. right? Oh yeah. Well, well, we haven't put the watermelon on her in a while because she'll just reach around it, <laughs> <laughs> like fucking like Jake the dog with <laughs> yeah. really stretchy legs. Because like you know that stops her from using her mouth to lick the rest of her, but it doesn't stop her from using her legs to kick the crap out of her face and the watermelon. But we couldn't see her, so uh, we texted our neighbor our neighbors and we're like hey can you guys go look for our cat and so they send her daughter and we we get motion detected we check we see the daughter walk in which is like she's like nine years old yeah. and she's in there just like holding her face like oh my god and i'm like oh no our cat died and this little girl just found it that <laughs> was our biggest worry and then she leaves and then we see them come back with like the parents and we're like man what's going on and then we get a phone call because like the camera's like low light you know black and white and stuff like that yeah it's not, like you can't see that much color like because you can see color, but it's like not the best color. 
Anyways, it turns out she had cut open her little tumor thing and had just been dripping blood for the last four days all around the floor in the house, just leaving like blood pools <laughs> on the ground. And so she just walked in and it just looks like, what was that game? Like uh, crime scene cleanup or whatever. <laughs> it's just, it was like a bad power wash simulator horror thing where you just walk in and there's blood all over the floor. And it was just like tons of blood. We're like, oh God, our cat's going to die. Anyways, they try to look for the cat. They can't find it. We're like, cat's dead. This is the worst vacation ever. And then we get motion detected like two days later. We're like, what the heck? And then the kid had come back with her brother and sister. And they came back and we're like, why are the kids in here? We didn't ask them to come. And next thing you know, we... Seance? Yeah, I don't know. They came back in and there's like all the blood or whatever. Then they're walking around looking for the cat. And then we hear the cat through the speaker because there's a mic. And we're like, oh, that's Fuzzles. And so we then, of course, we then get on our Alexa because everything's connected. And we radio in and we're like, Kids, can you bring fuzzles downstairs? Like you're in a fucking <laughs> vault 76? Sort of, it seems so weird because I'm like, is this creepy? Because like, like <laughs> this is really weird because it's like, imagine you're a nine-year-old little girl. You go into your best friend's house. There's puddles of blood all over it. You hear a cat screaming upstairs. And then you hear an adult voice come over <laughs> a, some random microphone and say, bring the cat into the living room. <laughs> Got it. Uh, we really were worried that we scarred those kids for life, but the cat's okay. She's just disgusting, as most cats are. And we're back. <laughs> Our game this week. We were here from Total Mayhem Games, who were the developers and publishers, released way back in 2017. Quick store description. Lost in a frozen wasteland and split up from your partner inside an abandoned castle, the only possession you have left is a walkie-talkie with a familiar voice on the other end. Can the two of you find your way out in time? Steam store. Zero dollars. It's completely free. Yes. Now, this this game does have some history. It has a history on the pod, actually, because this is notable because if you literally type in we were here guide or achievements or anything like that, the first thing that comes up is the guide you made way back in 2017 because I even pulled it up whenever I searched for it because I wanted to see like all the puzzles like laid out so I could, you know, reference them later on. I'm like, I'm not going to put them on the notes. And I just typed in, we were here puzzles and yours is the first one that comes up is the guide you wrote. Yeah. It's crazy. That's back whenever I thought that that was my career path. I mean, it looks good. It was, it was, it's the, I think it's the last one I made. So that's probably why it's really high quality. The thing is, I don't know. I love, so there's, you know, fucking IGN and all that shit like that, where they do their, their quick reviews and they all seem kind of cheesy. I don't have crazy high regards for that. Sorry, IGN reviewers or just game reviewers in general, even though we are, I classify us as game reviewers, but the people that write the guides, assuming they're correct, I have so much respect for that amount of effort they go into because the amount of time I have pulled up guides on so many different games and just to see, you know, just like you have the screenshots, the videos, the detailed breakdowns of what you exactly need to do. It's, I don't know, just it makes life so much better when you're playing so many games like we do. Yeah, the 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 original reason why I wanted why I started doing that is because there was a game called Valley, and I was trying to find the fucking I was trying to find all the collectibles in that game, and I could not for the life of me find a a guide. So I said, "Fuck it." I'll do it myself, and oh, so okay. I just made it my own thing. And it was way, mo- it was way more of a of a responsibility to take on than I thought it would be. 
And uh, a little while later, I found a game called Armacrog, which is an amazing claymation game. Everyone should go check out Armacrog, not just because I wrote the guide for that one as well, uh, or made a YouTube video. But I, there was a one YouTube video, because there's a puzzle that I didn't know how to fucking solve. There's one YouTube video on all of YouTube, and it's a guide for it, but there's no dialogue. There's no spoken word. It is all just the game and the guy playing it and getting all the achievements in it. I did exactly as he was doing in the game, and I couldn't solve the puzzle. Turns out, Armacrog has a couple puzzles that are randomized. So you have to, like, do specific things before you go and, like, solve the puzzle, right? And so once yeah. I realized that and figured it out, I was like, fuck it. I'll do it myself. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> I was like, yeah. there's no words anywhere. There's no comments in the fucking video. Because the video had, like, 2,000 views, right? So it's yeah. like so it's not crazy big. Yeah, but once I stopped doing that and I was like, I'm just gonna do this for random games, even if there are already guides out, I just burned myself out like as fast as humanly possible. And we were here was the one of the last ones for that. Yeah, uh, we actually had one of those randomized puzzles that at the end uh, we'll talk about it, but it's like the the spike hallway type puzzle or whatever, yeah. where I didn't know it was randomized, so I was just like repeatedly like after we got the first solution and I accidentally died. When I went back and tried to do it again, I just kept doing the same thing. The randomization really gets you. Yeah, and what was funny is I didn't know it was randomized because I it's been so long since I played this game. I played it when it originally came out in 2017. Yeah, I didn't know it was randomized because I had to figure out how to do the puzzle like in general. And yeah. then it, and then when it, once I knew how to do it, I was like, okay, I just need to take a screenshot of every single one of these books and then find out, like just meticulously find yeah, out dude, how to that's solve what it is. these. I'm looking at it and you have, you know, I think there's six different solutions for this one puzzle and you have them all in your guide. Like, just look at these images and solve yeah. the puzzle. The, the, the crazy thing is, is that there, so we'll talk about it in a little bit, but in general in this game, there are two roles, the librarian and the explorer. And the librarian only has to play the game for like 25 seconds tops. And then the explorer does everything else. But that's only if you're like mainlining it. You know what I mean? If you're like speed running. But yeah, uh, we've kind of had a like we've had a lot of experience with games like this, like Operation Tango yeah. type situation. Seemed Which, like Operation uh, Tango gave like each character a little yeah, bit. There's of more time. balance. Yeah. So which listeners at home, to better explain what this game actually is, it is a puzzle game that is centered on communication between the explorer and the librarian. The librarian has access to basically a whole bunch of information in a large library. I'm, I don't know. I didn't play the librarian. I played as the explorer because apparently Nave said that was the more interesting one to play. Yeah. Where you get to do more. And you just have to solve the puzzles and escape. It's a, yeah, it's a big old escape room. Yeah, big escape room. Which many of the puzzles are very simple at the beginning. They give you a walkie-talkie which we didn't use because we were in party chat. Yeah. And it even pops up an angry message that was like, hey, get out party chat. <laughs> like, use the walkie-talkie. We I'm worked like, really hard on the walkie-talkie technology. Which, but before we actually hit the mechanics and stuff in the game, Nave, you know, we were offered the newest game. We were here forever on PC like months ago when it released on PC. But you didn't have a PC. And then surprise, today they sent us unprompted Codes for it on Xbox this day what? on the Christian calendar. Yeah. Or whatever the calendar we use. Is that what that screenshot? I thought yeah. so. Okay. So that was today, the day today. of the recording. Yeah. 
we got, uh, you know, they sent us review copies for We Were Here Forever. Is it not out on the Xbox? I was wondering what was, I don't think I was on reading Xbox. it. Like, what the hell's going on on this thing? It doesn't come out till the 31st, I think. The 31st. Oh, wow. Well, that's fucking interesting. I know. Now we got to play it. Yeah, we, now we got to play it. And I have a PC. So, it's so like, we, we could just do the other version, too. We'll play both. I wonder how All much right. longer they are compared to this one. I don't know. That's I assume, cool. like, this is, like, the fourth one in the series, I think. Yeah, like, yeah. We were here forever. Like, yeah. Let me check. Yeah, because there was, we were here, we were here, too. We are here together. And we are here forever. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if the game was out on the PC before Xbox, but I put my guide out probably like five days after it released for Games for Gold, and I'm pretty sure it's just straight up free now. Like it's free yeah. on Steam, so I'm pretty sure it was Games for Gold whenever I released this, and that was why I was so excited because I was like, okay, well, hundred percent, there's no fucking yeah. guides for this. So I'm like, I'm gonna You're be on the to- wave. Yeah, yeah, I'm on the wave. I just need to figure it all out. All right, so let's kind of talk about like the, I guess the story is we are walking in the north. Uh, we we're, we're together when we're in our giant snowsuits. We make our way to a giant castle. We get knocked out and separated by someone else in a snowsuit, and we wake up and we got to solve some puzzles. And the first puzzles are ridiculously easy, and I assume it's just trying to teach you to communicate. Well, so here's the problem. This is like playing portal with someone who knows the solutions to the puzzles and stuff. So uh, yes, because you know what to look for. I definitely knew and I'm I'm a little impatient. So Philip was walking around and there so in the uh explorer's view, you're in a small little room. So there's a door, there's a table with a walkie-talkie and then there's a wall with runes on it. So there's not a whole lot to notice, right? So you're going to immediately notice those things. But the thing that you don't notice, which I pointed out for you, was uh, that there were eyes on the wall over, like, in between, like, or or, uh, on the outskirts of the runes, right? Yeah. And you had a piece of paper or something that said, what did it say? Do you remember? Uh, The the answer lies between the eyes or something like that. No, it said the answer lies. And I had a piece of paper on my side that said between the eyes, right? And so, okay. and then there's like a chart. So it's hard to explain because Philip didn't get, well, you saw the, you saw the YouTube I'm video. looking at your guide. I see what you're talking about. Yeah. You have a chart that has basically different combinations of eye colors and different symbols that need to be pressed. And I guess it was supposed to be kind of challenging to be like, oh, what color are the eyes? And I'm like, on mine, they were both red. So the, I was like, oh, the eyes are red. The main challenge is that it's kind of like an inverse interactivity thing is that the librarian has almost everything throughout the whole game. There's not a whole lot of extra stuff that unlocks for the librarian. But um, so you have like a whole big old room that you're exploring. So th- it's like the librarian's job to figure out what the fuck you're supposed to do while, yeah. you know, you're waiting patiently. You in have the like waiting 20 room. answer keys and I only have one question. Yeah. But I'm like, all right, Nave, what's the symbols? And you're like, okay, look for the house that has pigtails and the fox that's got a stick figure body, but fat hands or something like that. And luckily, me and you seem pretty good at. Yeah. I don't even know how to describe whatever that game is, but I'm like, yep, I know exactly what you're talking about. Or like the painting room where I'm like, all right, Nave, we got a snail emu with a regular bird beak 
and like three feathers for a tail. Well, that one's harder because dude, I'm looking at these are ridiculous. There's so many paintings. You you were like, I can't be any more specific. I'm like, dude, you're gonna have to be more specific. (laughs) I promise. Dear listener at home, these paintings of a lot of them are emus. Some of them are kangaroos. Some of them are like griffins, and they all have just mixed up body parts. And it's what's, what's worse is like some of them have multiple features where I'm like, okay, there's an emu with a fox head, but there's also an emu with a fox head that has a parrot's beak on the back of his head <laughs> at the same time. So I was like, ooh, is that a, it's got a face on its type thing? <laughs> I gotta describe it. They are all abominations to God. Okay. Yeah. So that, that one, once again, is like, once you figure out which painting it is, he tells me the answer and then I, I do the thing. Uh, the next puzzle, which these are all major spoilers, but I don't think it matters. Just go play the game. Just spoilers ahead for final words. I enjoyed it. Go play it. But the next uh, if puzzle. You listen, if you listen to this episode and you want to play this game because it is free, go find somebody, like get your significant other, get a friend, get a younger sibling, and then make them play the explorer. And then you play the librarian. Because since you are going to have a vague idea of how to solve the puzzles, it'll be more interesting for the explorer to do all the explorey stuff. Yeah. Uh, next one is the submerged hallway. Uh, this one was kind of interesting because uh, I knew the, what information I need to give you, obviously, because you walk in and it's like the brain age where it has a color written on the wall. So it's like the color red, but the color, the, the color of the letters themselves is blue. And then I had to tell you what that was. I didn't realize you had to like basically mix the colors over here to like turn valves or something like that in the hallway. Yeah, so it was like purple, orange, and green. And so there were combinations of... I have three valves, red, the other two primary colors. And then <laughs> and then uh, you got to make the, the color. And I don't remember which one's which. I was very, very specific in the YouTube video because I was like, in the, in the the to get achievements, you have to not fuck up at all. So I'm like, yeah. I was like, I, I cannot stress enough. Like, yeah. <laughs> like in, you in the guys, right. you use bolded and capital letters to clarify that the answer is the color that is spelled out not the color of the letters well this is the thing too because once i edited it together i i i uh uh processed the video right so the video was edited and done and i watched it again to make sure nothing was out of sync or fucked up or anything and when i watched that specific part i realized that the fact that those I, I did two playthroughs recording. I recorded the Explorer, then I recorded the Librarian. Oh and no, they're different. They're different. Yes. So <laughs> whenever, the yeah, the, whenever the Librarian's video was playing, I was making purple, but like on the other one, I needed to make orange, and so I was like, "Please, oh. I don't want to get a comment about this." <laughs> God, had to re-render the whole fucking video, which took like five more hours. Next puzzle is the dungeon maze, which this one was actually kind of, I thought it was funny because you, did you, I don't, what were you even doing during I this I gave one? up. Okay. It is just a maze. You just drop in and there's like, you can move certain <clears throat> walls that are color coded by flipping certain levers. And uh, there's multiple points where you were trying to uh, get me to play this with Melissa for like a, a fresher experience. Yeah. And I was like, Nate, let's just play the game. I'm already here. We're already in the game. You know, and I'm like, I'm just going to brute force it. And so I spent probably 10 minutes at least. This is probably most of our playthrough was in this maze of me. Just I'm just a a rat in a maze. Or was it? I'm just a cage in a 
That's me in the corner. My rage. Yeah. Yeah. But so I'm just <laughs> running all around Which, in my little maze and I solved it. Um, so uh, the reason why I wasn't really talking is because like, I have no idea how to communicate this to you without just telling you how to do it. Cause I'm looking at the paper and I, so the, if I don't know if you're watching, still looking at the video, do you see that part of the video that I edited for this part? This part. I took, see the colors. Look, just keep skip somewhere into the maze, and there's a little yellow dot. Just let it play for a second. You'll see the dot is tracking constantly where you're at in the maze. Fuck, dude. Fuck. That took. That's <laughs> so just a video editing long. thing. You shouldn't have done that. <laughs> I shouldn't have done it, but I wanted it to be as easy as possible. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I didn't want to just constantly be like, go forward, go right, take your second left, go forward, walk under the blue gate, go to the right, pull the red lever. You probably could have just placed arrows. I don't know. I just. Listener, doing like a, a full animation type thing. <laughs> listener, I put the map on the screen for the ex- while the explorer is walking through the maze. I put check marks where all of I, which on that it's like I did it in Paint. I did it in Microsoft Point Paint. Yeah, I see but that on the video itself. I have a yellow dot moving through the maze exactly where the video is like at at any given time. And so, like, if you're ever lost, you can see where they are and i move slowly and i'm always right next to the wall following the wall making slow turns and it's like i did not need to to fucking try that hard dude well what's interesting is like what could we could have done to solve this puzzle is the only thing in the maps for reference besides the compass is you, you can see the furniture in the room yes yeah like the boxes and stuff. And like, if you, like, if you come to dead ends, you on the, on the map, you're, so what you're supposed to do is like kind of trial and error it. Like on the map, I see a bunch of like things that could be entrances. It could be exits. So it takes a second to figure out where you're at. But once you realize it's like, it's like, if you look to the left, is there a staircase? Yes. If you look to the right, is there just a hallway and there's a turn to the right? Yes. Okay. I know where you're at. You know, it's like not a complicated maze, but, um, oh, it, not a complicated maze. <laughs> So <laughs> minutes. Which, dear listener at home, this was not a very cooperative experience for this one in particular. But I am very proud to complete this maze because after playing some of the, more of the witness, mazes are not fun. I don't know who thinks whoever thought mazes were an enjoyable experience, but they are not. They are claustrophobic. They are obnoxious, and you feel like you're getting nowhere because you cannot see any progress because you are in a maze. And I'm talking about first-person mazes in particular. Also, speaking of claustrophobic, you didn't even mention the spooky skeletons and the ghosty gobos that are in there. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, there's random ghosts and goblins in suits of armor and crap. And I'm like, Nave, I just saw a half-dog man run by. <laughs> and he's like, it's not on the map. <laughs> <I'm> like, <"Okay." laughs> Dumb. But I'm like, it's obviously the right way if there's a scripted event leading me that direction. Also, um, for anyone who wants, there's a there's one admissible achievement in this game where you have to, there's a, <laughs> you're pulling levers, right? And each one yeah. has a tip, right? So there's a blue one, a green one, and a red one. And the red one, you have to just keep playing with it until confetti shoots out of the tip. And uh, you get an achievement. So Excellent. Perfect. Wonder what that means. What's the symbolism behind that environmental storytelling, Philip? I don't know. The next puzzle, I, I assume, made you pull your hair out. Oh my god! <laughs> it's a chess puzzle, everyone. <laughs> chess was mentioned. This is scholars' mate, by the way. This is something that if you're gonna play online on chess, you gotta fucking learn how to fight. 
because everyone is doing it. Like this is the Zerg rush trying. of chess. This is the Zerg rush, the Hornet rush in Halo Wars. This is what people are trying to do to get the newbies that don't know what to how to fight it. All right. So the Frozen Courtyard is a is like the Harry Potter chess set. It's life size chess. And I walk out there and I find a generator and I power it on for some reason. But I am slowly freezing to death. I didn't realize this. But then Nave then pulls out chess for dummies and explains basically how I need to win against this maneuver or whatever. I forgot what what was the name of it. It's it's the scholar's mate. It's mate and four. Uh, it's it's okay. called the wayward queen attack. And if you lose to it, it's called the scholar's mate. But um, uh, what it is is when you did that power that generator, it allowed me to use a uh, a projector to play a video of d- chess for dummies. And it shows move by move a chess, a chess, the wayward queen attack. It shows you that. Also, the black black pieces are just doing fucking some random shit in the corner. And so <laughs> it's essentially you have to communicate the chess moves to your friend who may or may not know the the coordinates of chess. I did not know I, the coordinates. I didn't know he didn't know. So for like five minutes, I was like, dude, it's the move the pawn. On to from E from E two to E four, then it's like Phil's like okie doke, I did it. And then he doesn't know what he's doing. It fails, and then I'm like, all right, now which one's the king? I know what chess is. These the the little models they use make it hard to recognize. It's like whenever you're playing with uh, Super Mario chess pieces, and I'm like, I don't know what piece fucking the Koopalings are, you know, but they are definitely a piece. Be like. Luigi's a bishop in this one, I guess? Or is he a knight? Dude, and it is so funny because I kept going, Philip, you got to move the bishop to C4 or to C5 or whatever. I can't remember scholars made off the top of my head. And then Philip's like, the bishop can't move that way. I'm like, Philip, there are two bishops. And he's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As I look over, I'm like struggling to find a way to get this bishop to fucking jump some pawns. And by the way, the whole, every like minute and a half, the screen gets frozen yes. more and more. So he you gotta, can't see. Gotta, I can only sing out of a tiny little like pee hole and it's like super faded. I'm basically working at like 10% vision capacity. I'm just blinded, 90% blind. And it's I'm like, like he's looking through one of those, what is it, a stereoscope or whatever from a... a those things that come out of the water for the submarines. Yeah. Anyways, I play chess and I win, which gets to the puzzle we referenced all the way at the beginning, uh, the dark hall spike trap, or whatever. And yep. this puzzle is in Skyrim where uh, one of the blades is like, hold on, you need to only step on the dragon tiles or only step on this tile <laughs> because otherwise you're going to get stabbed with spikes. But of course you're so overleveled in Skyrim. You just whirlwind sprint across all of them or whatever. You just jump over it with your yeah, maximum acrobatics. Oh, well, there's no acrobatics in oh, Skyrim. Right. I think, That's a yeah. And Morrowind where you just float. Well, in Morrowind you just use the paintbrush glitch and build a bridge True. and just go across. I saw a meme. It's like, uh, Oh, it was like, I've been playing for Morrowind for 19 years. And he's like, so are you, so are you good? And it shows him with like the fur hat. And he's like, no. <laughs> I'm so bad at the game. Morrowind, classic. We need to go back and play that again. I wonder if the mods changed any. I doubt <laughs> it. You, you, <laughs> they got up-res textures at this point. But okay, so the whole, there's, 
Um, you walk in there and just look at the the stupid runes, and it's like, oh, I got skinny fox next to tall vacuum cleaner next to angry swastika and the candelabra and the house with pigtails. And then Nave has to once again flip through twenty books until he finds the, that you forgot the penis with small balls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like there's also long <laughs> <laughs> and there's silo with a little hat on it. There's so many silly symbols, but we had fun just describing them like alien. <laughs> well, like, yeah, we, I, there's one that was a hey Arnold, but like he's doing the splits or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, Roger that, good buddy. I see the one. Uh. <laughs> So basically, he has a book and bef- on a pedestal, and and he and he has to describe the the symbols to you. And you, as the librarian, have like six books scattered across the fucking lands that you have to hunt and find. And all of the symbols are very close to each other, so you have to be very very specific on how you're describing these things. And on the back of the book, like, so you'll find the, the same symbols on a book, and then you spin the book around, and on the back, there's, like, a little, you know, a little poem, a little sea shanty for you to read to your partner. You can oh, see these were obnoxious, too. Oh, yeah. It's really bad, because uh, this never happened to me and Philip, but this happened to me a lot whenever I played this uh, the first time. And so the book would be, like, uh, in the westward corner, which, by the way, west is the left, east is the right. We got that confused at the beginning. <laughs> we were getting that real confused. Um, so it's like in the westward corner, we walk two paces north, then walk one to the east. Now walk one pace north, but not before walking one pace west. And then they're dead already. <laughs> yeah, they're already dead. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, because they've already walked one pace north. So that's pretty good. Uh, silly puzzle. This is the one I tried to brute force too, because I'm like, I'll just. I'll just process of elimination this, but they re- the puzzle re-randomizes every time you die, and I died like six times. Really confused because I'm like, this didn't kill me last time. The hardest part about that was probably the hardest part of the video, like while recording it, was uh, making absolutely sure that my solutions were, were would work because I if I if they were off by a little bit, which two of them were, two of them I couldn't fucking figure out. I just had to like brute force it, but w- that's the problem is that they're random. So I would have to just keep dying until I got oh, one of no. the two that I needed, and then try and brute force it again. I had a big old notepad. I'm writing down. Oh, I swear it it's was like Celasta notes. It was not good. It was like a really. It was taking a toll on my intelligence. All right. So the final puzzle, the haunted theater. This one was really creative. I thought, but not overly fun to solve. Where basically you have to do a play by using these little pop-ups and the explorer controls the pop-ups and puts them on and off the, the, um, I don't know what to call it, the, the stage. Meanwhile, yeah. out on the stage, you have the librarian who is in the haunted theater. And apparently there's a scary marionette or something. Uh, yeah. Did you see it in the video? I, I try to, I don't, I show it for like a split second, uh, uh in the video, but, um, I think so in the little email that you wrote that that they wrote to us it says please respect the embargo or else the jester might get you I think that might be but it, it looks it's more of a marionette I don't know if that's supposed to be the jester or not but it is it very might be different in the other games Oh I see it Yeah that's a little spooky So this, well, game, the, this is isn't the a thing. horror game is the whole it it has horror elements you know it's yeah, like it feels like... a little spooky but um 
uh, you you remember how when you were doing the chess puzzle, the ice got in your vision? It's the exact same thing, but it's darkness and that marionette just jump cuts to you like in, in a different way. It's like hanging this way, then it's hanging this way. And right before it kills you, it it's standing in the hallway, like right at the face base of the of the stage. And then yeah. it switches to sitting in the in it's like lounging in the in the crowd, like on the front row, yeah. just watching you and it's about to take you out. And so the whole time, like every time Bill would be like, Nave, is the king out? And I'm like, huh? Oh sorry, I was looking at something. It's because I was just staring <laughs> at the fucking dude. He's creepy. Like I, I'm looking at other images now. I'm I'm a little spooked. He's a little spooky boy. Yeah, I went out of my way in that guy to not say anything about it because I was like, I hope people get scared by this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it looks like he is a reoccurring character. That is the jester. All right, he's in the other games too. He got us in the in our playthrough. I was uh, I was, I was choked to death. Also, I was for I forgot. Like I wasn't gonna explain to him how to do everything, but I did forget. The exact combination. So at the end, we were legit. Like I don't know. Take the king out. I guess. I was fucking yeah, we, we started with combinations. The whole point is just uh, you have cranks that you can put things on and off the stage. And see, I was confused because I thought I was moving them from off stage left to off stage right with the cranks, like sending it from one side to the other. But no, you only send them onto the stage and then back to the resting point. Because I'm like, if I turn it too far, it'll go off the stage to the other other off. It'll go from off stage to on stage, and then off again on the other side. But you cannot over crank or <clears throat> over position these. Thank goodness they probably did let it do that at first because it looks like they are supposed to go yeah, off. They're the on stage. tracks like so, that. Yeah, but they were probably in testing. People were because you have to get. Because the castle is in the middle and the people are in the middle, and then when the king has the story, he's in the middle. And it's like if you had to fucking negotiate that with someone oh, no. over the internet, you know what I mean? It, on a time limit, it's like oh, that probably got on people's nerves. So I imagine that might have been a thing that got cut in in testing. This puzzle probably had some of the best theming of any of the puzzles, but I was it was definitely more of a struggle. It kind of adds more to the horror vibes too because it gives you like a nursery rhyme thing to reenact. And then the nursery rhyme is essentially, it's it's a king uh, just, you know, going on a fucking running riot. Yeah, with all his townspeople. Besides that, that's all the puzzles besides the final one, which... The hardest puzzle of them all. We solved very quickly. It wasn't that hard. It was hard for me because I got left behind. Uh, We walked out there. We were we were together again, and we could finally crouch and jump at each other repeatedly. And you <laughs> crouch very fast in this game; like there's like no delay. You instantly crouch, which never comes up. You never need to crouch. You never need to jump in this game. <laughs> but they gave you the ability to the freedom. And we have a long hallway, and we can see our our escape. But there's like a, a was it a great blocking it? And I walk forward. I'm like, hey, watch out!" As I stick my arm out in front of him, there's a pressure plate on the floor. Let me just walk around it. Do, do, do. And I walk towards the end of the tunnel. And meanwhile, Nave steps on the pressure plate and opens the gate. And I turn back and I see Nave standing on the plate. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> Someone needs to be left behind. And then I turn around and walked out. Is it? Well, bye. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. You have a family. It's okay. It's a, it's a little tragic ending, you know? I'm imagining because the, if the Jester's a recurring character, I'm imagining that that character might be saved. The one that gets left behind. I assume that he he becomes part of the ship, part of the crew. Like because at the beginning of the game, you get knocked out by someone else dressed similarly 
to you guys. Yeah, there's some kind of meta narrative going on here that we're not sure of yet. Yeah, this is a Dark Souls time dilates and all that stuff. I assume. You think? You think? And uh, we were here too. There, it's going to be a uh, a completely different place. It has nothing to do with the place we're at right now. Like Dark know. Souls Two I, was. I don't know. We haven't played. We were here too, but I can't wait to play. Uh, we were here forever. Jump right to is, the end. Yeah, I'm I'm down with jumping to the end. I was looking to see. There's oh, the game just doesn't have a lot listed on its little little blurb. They're keeping it under wraps in a puzzle game. Can you believe it? It's almost like they don't want the reviews spoiling the puzzles when the game comes out. <laughs> yeah, people are like trying to look on more information about the newest one, but I guess we're just gonna have to play it, like gamers do. Yeah. All right. Uh, but do you have any more meat points? Uh, no. This is this is yeah. a pretty concise game to talk about. I mean, we did just like spoiler the. Yeah, we spoiled the crap but, out of it. Yeah, that's okay. There's more right. of them. There's lots more of them. Everyone. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Let's take a quick break and then we'll come right back with our final words. Do you need a break or anything? Good. Yeah. I was going to talk about whenever you to- told your story, but you, you jumped right into the. Sorry, we had to keep it moving. What up? Uh, there, there. Uh, it, your story with with fuzzles and the blood and stuff reminded me. There was one time uh, a giant tornado came through and destroyed more. I'm sure yeah, you I remember. heard about that. Yes. Okay, so you want to know what I was doing during that? I, this was my personal 9-11. Delivering the mail? No, I wasn't a mailman yet. Um, I worked at Sonic as a car hop on skates. And so... <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, um, uh, we got sent home from work, obviously. It's going nuts. The weather was crazy. And so um, we were inside. We there's a tornado shelter, a shelter at our house, and the landlord had like there's like two houses on the pro- two more houses on the property, right? For one in one tornado shelter, so we're all getting the tornado shelter. Um, uh, my uncle at the time, I don't know if he's still my uncle because my aunt died, and he's not the blood relative. My aunt was my blood relative. I don't know how that works. He was like, I think my sister's coming. I don't know why she's gonna she's coming here. I guess this is the only tornado shelter she knows. She shows up with. Like five dogs. All right. And there's already a dog in the tornado shelter. And so I'm like, and the wind is crazy. There's hail fucking, oh God, what's going on? It looks like razor hail from Gears of War 1. It it looks a disaster. All right. So this is what we do. Uh, the, The people who are in the big house are like, okay, how about this? Just open, the door's already open because there's one person still in the house. All right. Just take all those dogs, put them in that house. We'll close the door. You know, and then we'll all yeah. get into the thing because th- it's already jam packed. It is so clustered. There's like 15 people, 15, 16 people in there. It's about to be another one. Right. And a dog. Uh, she's screaming. She's like, no, no, no. I don't want my babies. No. And I'm like, I- fuck it. I'm taking some of these dogs out of her car and I'm going to put them in this fucking house. Like, this is annoying. I can't take this anymore. I don't want to die by a tornado. You know, long story short, tornado path, tornado destroys more. We're totally safe. Thank God. And so it's like, OK, let's go get the dogs we go up there open the door i'm like the second one into the house all right the first one is a young girl who is likely traumatized <laughs> I mean, just like okay. just like your just like your daughter's best friend um she opens the door and goes <gasps> and i am standing over her also going <gasps> because no. there's there's blood everywhere but also shit everywhere I do not what? know. There's blood and shit all over the place, all over the bed, all over the couch. 
I don't know what happened. There's like six. It was like six dogs. Turns out there were two cats in the house. Oh no! Immediate bloodbath, like battle, battle royale. PUBG happened in the, the animal PUBG. Nothing. No one died. Uh, turns out a dog. It was dog blood. A cat fucked up one of the dogs, and a, a couple of the dogs just shit all over the place. I guess I don't know, oh, dude. Well, this was a scary tornado. Like this tornado, I think killed like twenty something people. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a it was a crazy situation. This is make this is what makes it even crazier. All right, my uncle's sister, the person who brought all of the dogs and freaked out and stuff already, she was hysterical and screaming at the people like it was their fault. You know what I mean? For her bringing the fucking dog, like, oh god, Jesus, dude, don't get me fucked. I mean, I I get it, but it's like, whew, we're like, I'm upset at her. I don't know what to do, and so she freaks out, takes all the dogs, and fucking leaves. With all the blood and shit and everything, all, all the bodily fluids, the biohazards waste. It, it looks like fucking scorn inside of this house. It's the it's our neighbors. We have to be living there oh, <laughs> next no. to them more. They hated us after this, in, even though I didn't do. So I just stayed there. My uncle left too, and so I, me, who had nothing to do with anything, had to stay there and help them clean up the shit and the blood and everything and be awkward and apologize. And it was the fuck. It was one of the worst days of my life. I, I'm sure it was worse for a lot more, people, but it was the worst day of my life. <laughs> it's pretty bad. It's right. You should have pulled a, uh, the devil in me and pulled a leg injury. He'd be like, Oh, I think I twisted my ankle in the yeah. walk over from the shelter. <laughs> I can't clean up dog shit. It, it was terrible. I just relived that. I'm shaking. It's terrible. Well, sounds like you were the real hero in this story though. Yeah, but I mean, even though they fucking hated my guts afterwards. So it wasn't even like I got any fuck, dude. That's so annoying. When you try to do the good, when you try to do the right thing and you're punished for it. Yep. Sounds Damn. just like our ending in uh, We Were Here. <laughs> yeah, I got left behind there too. I'm just getting, a, I'm just a doormat today. Yep. Which, our game of the week, We Were Here. Not We Were Here too, just regular We Were Here. I'll take these first final words. This game is short, I will admit. We beat it in less than half an hour, and mostly because it was my own um, indignation of just trying to brute force so many of the puzzles. But I had fun with it. Uh, like I love a good, I don't know, like cooperative puzzler. Like after coming, uh, it's hard to beat Portal Two, of course, coming off of that. But this, I don't even think really like competes in the same wheelhouse. I'm going to recommend this, but I could see how maybe if you don't do a lot of cooperative gaming like operation tango portal 2 that type of stuff this game could be really annoying to some people yeah definitely you have to have the proclivity for like puzzle gaming and like the patience to be able to like sit down and figure something out even though i figure most of the puzzles in this game are not going to be so hard that you tear your hair out um you have to also be able to efficiently verbally communicate with the person that you're playing with so it's definitely not a game that you should be playing with like a young child because you're going to have to describe symbols and they're not going to have the fucking toolbox, the vocabulary, the thesaurus to describe the shapes that they're experiencing. And also it's not split screen or anything because that would defeat the purpose. But like you can't see what they're seeing. There's no way to like you have to talk to each other. Um, yeah, but other than that, this is a really fun experience if you're into things like uh, escape rooms. Uh, it's a it's free. So there's absolutely no it's not even just a game pass thing. Everyone can experience this. Um, yep. If you're having trouble, uh, check out my walkthrough on Army of oh Navy at uh, YouTube. But uh, it's um, 
the the experience is pretty fun if you want to get it's and and you don't need like a lot of gaming experience to be able to appreciate it. Like you you don't have to be like like you said you can jump and you can crouch. You never need to do anything. All you need to do is be able to walk, move the camera, not even simultaneously, and then press the A button whenever you're looking at a thing that you want. I feel like um, you talk about you don't really need to be a super butt chugging gamer for this. I feel like that helped us though. It did because like of course you already knew what you needed to do. But I feel like I was doing, not to toot my own horn, but I did solve that maze. But also... Yeah, without my help at all. I feel like uh, we were very good at identifying key bits of information that were relevant to solving the puzzle very quickly. Because there is a lot of fluff. Things that like yeah. kind of distract you, you know, as you go around. It really is like a... We're so entrenched, like we're so, we're we're gaming enthusiasts, like through and through, to the point where you dabble in, uh, in uh, what is it, Game Maker Studio or something, and Unity and stuff like that. And but we played so much or game development theory. We've played so many games, and we we've been dissecting games for over a year now, and so it's like we can really start to pinpoint things that are like part of the environment and things that are important. And developers try to go out of their way to do things like that too. Like those levers in the in the maze, you have to use a lever to get into the maze. And then once you open, once you hit that lever, the gate in front of you opens and the one next to it closes. And that lever is white and there are white gems on those two gates. And you have to turn around and press the lever again while on the other side of the first gate. And that closes the gate and then opens the gate behind you. So now you can enter the maze and that shows you exactly how you're supposed to go through with the game it's not all the other gates are like on opposite ends of the maze at that point and so i think that's probably the most well let's be honest all the all of the puzzles past the first few are about the same complexity as that maze as far as like communication and everything is concerned and like you know uh logical gymnastics but um it, it, you you, it's it's not if, if you're if you're familiar with video games then you'll be able to pinpoint these things out a lot quicker th- and then uh you know the layman you know which i know i was just tuning my own horn but to untoot my own horn i struggled to figure out how to get through the first gate with the white gym because i i flip open the switch and i see the gate in front of me closes it's an airlock yeah so the thing is you can flip the switch from inside the gate I get like I I know you didn't consider it. I didn't even think about it. Like there, uh, anytime I see a, a gate, I'm like, obviously, there's some kind of shenanigans going on here because I flip it, the the door closes, but this one opens, and then I flip it the other way, and this door closes, and this one opens, and there's only one lever. If there was a lever inside the airlock, then that would make sense. But no, yeah. the gate moves so slow that you could probably flip it and then walk under the gate real quick. Well, and this, so I think that what I think that might also be a thing that they play tested and took out because every other gate has two levers. So you're right. Well, actually, no, that's wrong. Every gate only has one lever. lever. Yeah, you're right. So there's two gates. And so they alternate. It's like on and off switch. You know what I mean? And so, but also that if there were two levers, you might not notice that the gate behind you closed. Like some people might just continue forward. You know what Uh, I mean? Yeah, I see what you mean. Like you wouldn't notice that they they seesaw or teeter totter or on off. Yeah. So maybe that was something that changed. I'm not sure. No, nope, but the game's good. Any more final words? Uh, nope. I'm. I, this is a good foundation. So I'm sure that, especially now that we're gonna jump into the last one, it's yeah. like 
it's going to be night and day, but I'm excited. Uh, I really want to play the new one now that they sent it to us. Yeah. And it'll be a better experience too, because I'm not going to know what is going on. So this one was a weird, it's, it's always weird when you do something like this and someone knows all the answers, you know? So it's like, it'll be a little bit easier. It's like whenever you were talking about the when we f- were fighting last episode about the quiplash and stuff, and you're like, I thought you were just gonna go and uh, hardcore gamer <laughs> learn all the quips and shit. <laughs> well, no, is quiplash the one where it's like you can get you get points if you just get it correct at all? No, quiplash is Cards Against Humanity. There's one where it's like actual trivia questions, and that's most of them. Well, yeah, but I mean, there's like one where like it has actual answers, and yeah. if you get the answer right, they'll be like, "Oh, you put the correct answer, so pick something else or something like that." And I'm like, "Oh, oh I know the actual uh, answer for this." You're talking about fibbage. That's fibbage. Yeah, fibbage. That's it. Where like whenever you actually know the answer to one of these, I'm like, "Oh, that's a serious advantage because you know not to pick the you know yeah, bad yeah. answers." It, it's great. It's a great feeling. I think you get points for that if you accidentally type in the answer or something like that. Or maybe not, actually, because the whole point of the game is you are supposed to, to get other people answer. to pick it. But and, I mean, but, if, you, if you're guaranteed not to pick the wrong answer, then, of course, you're you're benefiting. Yeah, uh, man, I fucking love Jackbox so much. Because the other good. ones are uh, the, the trivia murder party is just the WarioWare trivia. And then oh, there's more. I mean, well, there's one that's just Jackbox, isn't it? Wasn't that the original? Remember. I don't remember either. Fuck it. Who cares? Let's fucking end it. Oh, well, what are we playing next week? Oh, uh, hmm. Pokemon Unite. Yeah, Pokemon Unite. Uh, we talked about it at the top of the show, and now's our chance to kind of put a little bow on it. Uh, I have fallen in love with Slowbro again because, like, I, I checked my game time because I played it so much back in the day, and most of my time is spent with uh, Aloha Ninetales and Pikachu, with my yeah. third being Slowbro. But we were playing with um, Nasty Nate, from the Elder Trolls, and he was playing uh, a damage Ivysaur or whatever, and I was like, "Oh, I'll I'll be a tanky boy, Slowbro." Man, Slowbro's so good with those crispy tidal waves and psychic beams, dude. It's 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 a it's it's getting me back into that MOBA feeling. And we've been playing it with Melissa, and Melissa's never played a MOBA at all. And this is a good baby's first MOBA. This game's very easy. Also, there are babies playing it, and so literal babies. Yeah. Uh, don't get me fucking started. But so we were playing, and I've been playing Snorlax. Snorlax is just a tanky boy. Snorlax is amazing. Have you played Snorlax? No, I don't know what I'm going to think. Dude, so Snorlax is a giant. He's just fucking Zack, kind of. You know what I mean? He just jumps but, um, on people and beats him up. Yeah. Takes well, a nap. Imagine, so, so, so he has a jump, basically. He has a literal Zack jump with a knockup, right? And then he has a giant shield. And at first I was like, shield, that's a fucking lamb ability. But this shield, dude. The pusher? It, it pushes it was people. Like a pushing shield. It yeah. does. It put. It physically is a piece of fucking material that pushes people. It bounces them. It's a knockback, and also when people attack into you, it bounces them too. So it's insane. It doesn't actually block projectiles, which is what I thought it was going to do. That's yeah, strange. but it it okay. So I've been playing with Melissa. She's been going Charizard bot lane with me. I've been playing just tank support, right? Well, I've been playing. I'm going to steal all the kills. You know, support. like you know. yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, I know how to play support. We I played three matches with her. We won all. But the first two matches, I was like, I'm going to legitimately support you, but you're going to have to listen to me. Okay. And she's like, yeah, yeah, sure. And so she was MVP both games because I am getting really good with Snorlax, dude. <laughs> I'm getting really good. And uh, that third game was actually really close. 
So we were playing against two people on the other side who weren't, you know, in the single digits of age. And uh, so they it was a uh, who is the fucking hammerhead shark looking Pokemon? Oh, yeah. Um, he's a ghost dragon. Dragaly? No. Uh, drag. Garchomp, drag I think. Oh, Garchomp? Yeah. That's I think him. It's he's a, Garchomp. He's a land shark dragon. Uh, so it was him and then a Chansey, right? And so it was a very annoying lane. But that that Garchomp dude was, he, he killed Melissa immediately. And I'm like, oh, okay, fuck, that's not good. It's a bad sign. And then right when she came back, we split up for a second. And then she walked right into him and tried to fight him and died again. So she's definitely used to me being there during fights. But now that dude's fed and he's one-shotting her. You know what I mean? He's like evolved already. And I'm like, oh, okay. So uh, Melissa... I'm going to try hard. Um, I might be a little mean, but like here, we're going to win this, okay? We're going to win. And so we did end up winning. So we were losing the whole time. We lost both of our first goals, and then I took the bottom goal, and then I was kind of supporting her a little bit. But I got more kills in that game than everyone else on the team, like combined. Like I was hard trying, dude. And we ended up taking Articuno. I gave my life, I sacrificed for my country so that we could take Articuno, and then we ended up winning right at the end of the fucking game. You know, one of those clutch-ass victories. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, so, and that felt pretty good. And then I jumped right in on the pod. So, hot off of that. Yeah, I mean, next week's looking pretty hot. Can't wait to play some more. Yes. Yes, indeed. Pika P. Also, we all are dressed up in in Pokemon hoodies. Oh, yeah, we are. Because... It decided to give me a seven as a welcome back gift for playing so long. They said, here, have a seven day rental for a Pikachu hoodie. Oh, I have I a like. seven day like boost for a held item. And I did. I put it on my uh, my thing that he, it's like basically war mogs, but it gives me extra oh, yeah. damage. Uh, if I'm getting leftovers, hurt. Right. No. Oh, which one are you talking about? It's a uh, weakness. Weakness. Something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What was that? Weakness. Permit. I don't know. I know <laughs> so, what you're talking about. That, it's a goofy, yeah. goofy looking thing, but uh, I, it's noticeable. <laughs> I'm, I'm healing. That's what I'm talking about. Those held, held items are insane. Yeah, because they are all level one. I literally just got to level nine, so I could only just now level shit up. Which, by the way, I had enough of the free money. I bought the season pass oh or whatever the the fucking thing, and uh, I had enough money just from the playing from the last two days to get my one item to level twenty. Pretty good pretty good anyway with that thanks for joining us this week co-op partners maybe next time we can all we were here together something next time next time yeah or get left behind adios